thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Voice of Many podcast show with Yolanda and Vanessa. We're excited to have with us this afternoon a host of an amazing podcast show called Remarkable People. He, too, has the same vision as the Voice of Many podcasts, um, touching, changing lives of everyday people. Um, everyone who crosses your path crosses it for a reason. And today we're sharing um, our time, and he's sharing his time with us, Dave Pascal. Um, welcome so much, um, for, and thank you so much for joining us, Dave. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's great to meet you, ladies, and I'm thankful we can share with your audience today. Oh, and I have to, I know I messed up the last name, but <laughs> it's, it's can... just like it's Smith. <laughs> no, I'm yes, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pat. It's Pasqualone. Easy, right? Yeah. Like my last name. What's your last name? De Graffenried. Ah, all right. So you got a little mm-hmm. bit of that going on. All mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. When I was little, I'd always be like, hey, I'm David Pasqualone. And they'd be like, oh, what are you, Irish? And I didn't get it. I was like, what? And then I'm like, duh, Italian. And everybody was making fun of me. So I grew up <laughs> getting harassed since birth. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. All right, Dave, if you will. Um, I know we had decided that we were going to talk a little bit about um, staying positive despite overwhelming circumstances. And in order to even jump into that, can you please um, tell everyone about how your life experience has just brought you through those circumstances that you've had to experience because you had quite a few yeah uh, no problem i mean everybody has a certain amount of days we don't even know how many that is but we're all born we all die that's something we share in common right mm-hmm. and when i was born just like everybody else we all have problems sadly most homes are dysfunctional but i was born to just a unwed mom you know my mom struggled in a lot of ways My grandmom died when I was five and she was like the stability and then had a really rough childhood in a lot of ways. Didn't have a lot of money in American poor versus Ethiopian poor, two different things. But for America, we were poor in pretty much any state. Mm -hmm. And um, growing up, there was a lot of adversity and a lot of trials. But inside of me, I don't know how or why it got there, but I always felt just God telling me, don't quit. Like no matter what happens, don't quit. And we go through things in life. And some people listen now like, Oh, you don't know what I've been through or yeah. Right. Is God real? Or, you know, what's he doing? How, why would he allow this if he's so good? Well, that's just it. God doesn't do anything bad. He might allow things to happen like Joseph in the Bible or Job or, you know, so many stories of the Bible but those still happen in our lives. So God never causes anything bad, but sometimes he allows it for a reason that will glorify him and us for mm-hmm. eternity. So if we're looking at the speck of our life, which is like a grain of sand that broke off a grain of sand, and then you got infinity beyond, you know, we really just got to think 70, 80 years average life on this earth is nothing. So mm-hmm. we just got to take what we're given and do the best we can with it. So You know, when I was little, I was sick all the time. They told me nothing was wrong. And because of some of the issues my mother had, the doctors didn't believe me and they labeled me as a hypochondriac, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it ends up, I had a tumor in my head, the size of an orange with a tail down my throat. Right? So right before I got out of high school, like literally a week before I graduated, they found this tumor in my head and they're like, oh, it's inoperable. You're going to die. So long story short, I ended up going through a major surgery for a few days. It grew back, went through another surgery for a few days. It grew back, went through radiation. And, you know, I dropped down to 135 pounds and I was not feeling good. And then all of a sudden, even though your body's weak and your mind's exhausted, and now you're talking to a kid who's been emotionally and you know, in a lot of ways abused his whole life. Mm-hmm. Now he finds out there's something really wrong and he wasn't making it up. I actually had relief. So back then I'm looking at, well, where's God? Why is this happening? But now I look back and it taught me so many lessons. Was I in pain for years? Yes. Would I want to redo it? No. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just like you learn to not just survive a day. Sometimes you learn to survive an hour or a minute. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, you just trust that it's going to be okay. I'm here. You're here. You know, Vanessa's here. All our, all your listeners are here because we have a purpose. There's a distinct purpose. There's a distinct plan. There's a distinct path. And there's some kind of rich reward that God has for us if we just endure to the end. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that happened. And then I go through life and, you know, you go to college and all sorts of other stuff happened. Then I got critically again from bad dental work in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And again, I dropped down like it was in 2015. I had the dental work done. I was immediately sick. For two years, I just didn't feel good. And I kept going to doctors and dentists and nobody could find what's wrong. And then in 2017, we were traveling from Northwest Washington to Pensacola, Florida. And I dropped on the trip. Like I ended in the ER in Texas. And they're like, you got an infection in your blood. Your your numbers are all off. We don't know what's wrong. Mm -hmm. So I come to Pensacola and they're like, we don't know what's wrong. So then I spent oh man, tens of thousands of dollars out of my pocket plus insurance. And then at the end of the day, all the doctors are like, Hey, just get your affairs in order. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, God, I don't know why I did this. I got a wife and kids. You, you got me through all this stuff. And I don't really think you want me to die this way. And, but yet I was in agony. My, I had what's called trigeminal neuralgia. We were just in constant pain It ended up, there was an infection in my face and it was poisoning me, took a lot, some body parts, lost, you know, gallbladder and other stuff and other stuff was damaged. Um, But God restored me. So I I don't want to go too deep. I don't know if I'm answering your question. You're fine. You're good. Okay. Okay. So when I had that, I mean, I was in agony. It made the agony of when I was 18 look like a, a fun day. So from 2015 to 2017, I was in pain. But from 2017, I'm sorry, 2005 to 2007, I was in pain. Then from 2007 to 2009, I was in just complete agony and I was in terrible pain. And then I finally went to the Mayo Clinic and the doctors there didn't believe me. And I'm like, listen, this all started with dental work. It was in my face. The dude just gave me fillings, but immediately I got a lump and I've been sick ever since. And the guy's like, I don't see a lump. I'm like, listen, if you get a piece of uh, corn stuck in your tooth or, or a, a popcorn, I'm mm-hmm. like, you can feel it, even though nobody else can. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's there. So God gave me all that junk 
from my childhood and teenage years, a doctor's telling me nothing's wrong, that I stood up to the head people at the, even the Mayo Clinic. And I said, you're wrong. There's something wrong. I'm not crazy. So they literally laughed and said, okay, we'll do exploratory surgery. They just numbed me up with Novocaine, went in and like, whoa, like you got to stay still. We got infection here. So I had infection that calcified and then underneath was active infection. So while I was awake, they're literally scraping bone and chiseling in my face. And I went out of there feeling better than when I went in because it relieved all the pressure. It took off like the nerve pressure that was there. And I ended up leaving better. It still took me months to recover. But at the end of the day, I'm better. I'm fat again and everything. I went back from that to the 145, almost dying, back up to a healthy 215, right? So it's just like everybody has a different story. Everybody, some people have stuff that's more dramatic. Some people have stuff Mm -hmm. that's less intense, but it's our lives. And if God, if you're listening to this and you're hearing my voice and Yolanda's voice and Vanessa's voice, then there's a reason you're here. So the question is, why are you here? What are you supposed to be doing? And do it. It doesn't matter if you're old or young. It doesn't matter if you're sick or healthy. Um, You just do it and enjoy it as much as you can. Because both times when I was critically ill, when I accepted it and I found peace in the acceptance, that's when I turned the corner and got better. So that's just a quick summary. There's two things, both physical, but just a couple things that happened. Wow. Uh, I can say is that whenever we go through those circumstances, those, those trials and tribulations, it's God's opportunity to work in us, through us, so other people can see the glory. And you're definitely, you're a miracle to have <laughs> as many brain surgeries. And then you turn around and you get the infection. And then you have to fight to prove that you there's something wrong. I mean, that was nothing but God's will. Yeah, and I it is God's will. I'm I am a miracle, not because I'm special, I'm a miracle because God's special. So yeah. I'm laughing because I believe that. And I skipped a ton of stuff. Like, I mean, there's so much more to the stories, but yeah, I don't want to waste your time or your listeners' time. Mm-hmm. But if you're going through the stuff, don't give up hope. I mean, all the daughters, all my friends are like, dude, just die. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm going to fight. I'll die fighting, but I'm not going to just quit. And it was, I remember one of the surgeries I needed, you know, I, it was killing me, but my kid had a T-ball championship. I mean, it wasn't important, but it was important to me and it was important to him. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'll have my surgery Monday because I want to see it. It was a Friday and the guy's like, you need immediate surgery. I'm like, I'll go Monday. I've already been this long. And so I go in on Saturday and I remember being up all night in pain, praying like, God, help me not to die before this game. Right. So I see my son's game. I get through, I have the surgery. Everything's fine. But I was choosing my destiny. I wasn't giving all my control to physicians. I wasn't giving my control to the system. So if you're listening to my voice, you know, this life is a short period. And it's a test and a training ground. Some people get stuck, even Christians in the mindset, like, well, everything good or bad, good or bad, quote unquote, if you're mm-hmm. listening, is happening in, the, in this life and the fruit's going to come in this life. 
sometimes the fruit comes later for eternity. So if you're getting beat up, I'm not saying stay, get beat up. Always try to improve your position. Always try to move forward and, and, and succeed in the path God's put you. But look at so many people like, like I, Joseph's one of my favorite figures in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now he did see like success on earth and we can read about it, but it took like years and years and years of that guy being, you know, a, betrayed by his brother left for dead lied to about you know adultery Mm -hmm. made a slave i mean that guy just kept getting knocked down but a just man falls seven times and rises up again so we just have to remember if you're in bed dying if you're just like 75 years old 85 years old and you're like what can i do you have a phone call people encourage them find a purpose and calling in your life and the more you serve your purpose, the better you feel, the healthier you get, the more you don't care about what's going on because you have that bigger purpose that God intended. That is so true. Vanessa, I'll let, I'll let you go from there. I was going to say, um, with everything that you said and with God's help, there should be absolutely nothing stopping anyone from not continuing on. As long as we've got God's help, we can continue to push on. And your life is a proven fact of that, that as long as you keep pushing on, you can make it through it. And at the other side, it's got to be a little bit better than the situation that you're in or have been through. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. And one thing that I think like you guys both said it and, and mentioned it is even when you're pushing through and you're, you're hitting, you're pushing on and you're moving forward, we have a real enemy. You can't just believe in God and not believe in evil, you know, Mm -hmm. Satan and his, it says when Satan fell, a third of the angels fell with him. When the only difference between an angel and a demon is the choice. They chose the right choice to stay with God and the wrong choice to come with Satan. So we don't know how many demons are on this earth, but there's a lot. And if they see us moving forward, if Satan sees us moving forward and glorifying God, he's gonna keep hammering you. Mm-hmm. So when you see the churches full of pews of people who are never affected, you gotta ask, are they really Christians or are they just Christians who do nothing with their life? So if you're Christian, you're Christ-like. And what part of Christ's life didn't have adversity? Very true. Very true. You know, and just like to you had influencers. You were, you were being influenced by, by your, your upbringing, you know, with things with your mom, you were influenced by the doctors, by sickness, by pain. Those things were constantly attacking you and you overcame all of that by persevering in God's will, you know, and being able to push through in faith. Because, and, and that was it. All that you endured, it strengthened your faith. Yes, you know, 100%. And, and, it, and it brought you closer to God. And now you're at the point where you are a walking testimony to encourage others and to inspire others and let them know that, hey, if I went through this, God brought me through this, he would definitely bring you through. And, and that's what we were saying. You can always pick up a phone, call someone, Never give up. We can't give in because no matter what daggers are thrown at you, the reflection is the word. 
That's our sword and shield is God's word and dwelling in his word, staying strong in his word. And you ask, how do you do it? I mean, you pray fast, read his word daily and Mm -hmm. just talk to God just like you're talking, like we're talking here. I mean, people say, "Well, well, how do I pray? I don't know how to pray. You can simply just start by talking, say, Father God, I'm weak. I need your help. I need direction. I need encouragement. I need help. I need motivation. And he will definitely, I mean, coming to him with a sincere heart, he hears your prayers and Mm -hmm. just speak to him. And he will definitely, he will answer you. Not saying it's going to answer you in, in a six or 12 hour period of time. There may be someone that comes in your path that actually does something for you or says a statement to you that encourages you through through that day, you know, and lets you know that, hey, yes, he was listening. Yep. Yeah, always 100% agree with you in every way. And this isn't just physical stuff if you're ill. I mean, this is financial things. This is mental things. This is social, economic, I mean, social, relational. It's every aspect of life. You're spot on. So true. Um, anything else you would like to say to our listeners more encouraging words yeah don't listen (laughs) don't listen to the really anybody listen to god and if you're like i don't know god i don't believe in god i don't the bible's not real give it a shot man woman whatever man mankind um god is real and if you look at the bible and you compare it from cover to cover old testament new testament there's no conflict contradiction there's no flaw it all is the same message right the smithsonian has used it dozens of times to prove history the people who don't want you to believe the bible and have god in the school system and have god in government are the people who are on the wrong side so listen if you have no belief against god for god whatever it is spend some time with god just say god if you're real talk to me but then like like Yolanda was saying, when we pray, we're talking to God. When we read the Bible, he's talking to us. Mm -hmm. So spend some time, even if you start off in Proverbs, you know, or John is a great one if you're not a believer Mm -hmm. in the New Testament. But when you read it, it's like any book. If you read any book and you don't apply it, it's useless. So when you read the Bible, go to God in prayer, ask him to show you things, ask him to give you encouragement and strength. And he will, he always will. He'll never fail you or forsake you. And, you know, I remember like, there's things that happen to you right now or are happening to you right now or have happened to you. And you don't really appreciate or see the big picture. You know, you're not far enough ahead to look back and say like, oh, I get it. But I remember like, you know, I was 18 years old. I was wrestling and and recreationally boxing and I had a vascular tumor in my head that was a bleeder, right? I should have died from that. I was boxing and wrestling. I never even got a nosebleed. Then they told me when I was doing the first surgery, you're probably going to die. But if you live, you'll be deformed and you'll have all sorts of um, issues like balance issues and thinking issues. I don't forgive me if I don't know the terms because I don't care. So if I listen to everything the doctor said, that's going to happen, you know, so I don't listen to him. I, I okay, I acknowledge what you say. I see that statistically as a possibility. But my reality is. God's going to take care of me. And if I die, I die. If I don't, I don't. 
It's not, I can't control that. Mm -hmm. So I go through the first surgery. I wake up and there's this giant sign. The nurses made it said the luckiest boy in Boston. Not only did I get through surgery, but I had Dr. William Montgomery, who was the head of Harvard medical school, do my surgery. I was a kid on welfare. And because I was on welfare, I, they heard about my case. It was so rare. The head of Harvard and mass eye and ear in the, in the uh, ear, nose and throat took me on because nobody else wanted to touch me. And then that guy, while well, he's in surgery, a three-day surgery, he's like, you know, if we, the first day was, is filling it with like plastic and super glue, then they give you a day to rest. And then there's this massive like 16 hour surgery. So when he's doing the surgery, he's like, Hey, what if we chisel out his cheekbone and try to take it out that way? So we don't have to saw his face in half. They did it and it worked. So I get out of surgery and like luckiest boy in Boston. So then it, when it grew back, they're like, oh, you're really going to die this time or definitely deformity. Your face is going to be deformed the rest of your life. You're going to have cognitive issues. So just get ready for it. They were sending psychologists mm -hmm. in my room and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm really good. If I die, I die. If I live, I live. It's, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Go in. This time they're like, hey, let's take out his palate. So they remove my palate. Poof, the tumor dropped out. So both the surgeries I had, it was the freak anomaly, right? That's God. It's not coincidence. It's not luck. It's God. But if you're listening, don't listen to the hate. I mean, don't be unrealistic. If I jump off this building, I'm going to die. Okay, that's me making a stupid decision. But if I'm fighting or facing something and you're fighting or facing something that's not your fault, it's not in your control, then go with God, fight Goliath and win. And that's it. And it may not go how you see it, but it's going to go down. And it's like a fight. If somebody's picking on you and you've got eight guys surrounding you, take the biggest one and punch them in the face. And then the rest are going to run away. But you go after the biggest, baddest guy and take care of business. And I'm not advocating violence, but I'm saying if you're surrounded, you got nowhere to go. You're going to die like a wuss or you're going to fight your way home. That's it. That's true. That's true. I also want to add to that those that may not be believers. Um, my thing is, I don't want to challenge you, but I want to direct you to write down, do a journal of whatever it is that you are asking God for or questions that you want to have answered. Write them down on a, on a journal and see if, you know, you go, you pray, um, you know, you start studying, start studying, dedicate your time, dedicate yourself, you know, push out everything else that's around you and totally focus 100% on God's word, studying, learning his word and see if he won't answer the things that you have written down. And, and people will, God will send you people to help you because yes. there's fruits and nuts all over the place and people will misinterpret mm -hmm. scripture. And this is where I started saying before, thank you for bringing it back. Mm -hmm. If it's not in the Bible, don't believe it. And if it's not in the Bible in context, the cover to cover, mm -hmm. same message throughout, somebody can take one verse and twist it around. That's how cults start. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. But just like Yolanda said, go to the Bible, read the Bible, which just like the Ethiopian eunuch. He's like, I got the Bible, but what's it mean? And then he sent someone. So just be praying earnestly. And like Yolanda said, be sincere. And when you're being open and honest and humble and sincere, God's going to always deliver. I can say that because he always has in my life. That's what the Bible says. And again, it may not be Lord, 
help me to have $10 billion. It doesn't work that way. If that's God's will for your life, it will happen. But if it's not God's will, you're just wasting oxygen. Use your life and purpose. I mean, use your life and energy for your purpose. Vanessa, how about you take us away from there? David, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And it's been a pleasure and honor having you with us. Oh, thank you, ladies, very much. It's been an honor. If anybody needs to reach out, has any questions, they can get me at my website, davidpasqualone.com. And then just go to the contact us page. You know, they can check out the podcast, Remarkable People Podcast. It's in YouTube, all over the world, in any directory, pretty much. And if I can help you, let me know. I'm not God, but if I can help guide you or give you advice, just just ask. We'll definitely be putting all your information and your links down as well. It's awesome. Thank you. To our watchers and listeners, um, please don't forget to follow us on our social media web pages. Please also don't forget to click the like and subscribe button because we don't want you to miss any of our special guests and great topics. And we want to thank you for tuning in.